KCLR Drive with Ken Maguire. I'm Ken Maguire and on KCLR Drive this week I had a chance to sit down with uh, two people on separate days uh, to talk about this year's AKA Fringe or the Alternative Kilkenny Arts Festival officially runs from the 8th to the 18th of August. AKA Fringe uh, com has all the details you need to know um, but uh, some of the events are already underway. Uh, for example the Kilkenny Art Gallery which we're going to hear about later on uh, is running since the 1st of August and will continue through uh, the run of the Fringe Festival and the Kilkenny Arts Festival and probably continue on uh, for a little bit beyond that as well. But to kick off the conversations in studio, I was joined on Tuesday by Angela Kyo. Uh, Angela is producing a, a a voice play, is what she calls it, uh, which is running in the Hole in the Wall in Kilkenny, uh, the Hole in the Wall on High Street in Kilkenny on the 12th of August. It's called The Ladies of Clangochlan. It's a retelling in words and music of a rather extraordinary love story between uh, Eleanor Butler and Sarah uh, Ponsonby, two 19th century women of Kilkenny. Uh, the whole event was inspired by the Her Story uh, 2019 workshops that have been running uh, in Kilkenny uh, kind of like the early to mid-early part uh, of 2019. Angela is directing it. Uh, if you fancy heading along, tickets are only a fiver available on the door runs from 8 o'clock on Monday the 12th upstairs in the hole on the wall uh, so it's Angela that's up first and then afterwards uh, we'll hear from Brock Butler Brock is running uh, and curating uh, along with a team of his the Kilkenny Art Gallery but let's talk to Angela first and see what she's up to How are you Ken? I'm good uh, we've, we've been having some lovely uh, friendly chats uh, you Angela have a show that's coming up as part of uh, this year's AKA the Alternative Kilkenny Arts, a.k.a. itself, is running uh, the 8th to the 18th. So you're kind of the, the early to the middling part of it. What are you doing? That's right. That's We're at the very beginning. So there's loads on in the AKA this year. I have to say it's a fantastic festival. Uh, we were involved in it last year and this year it seems to be even bigger. And it's lovely to be involved in it because there's, it's run by volunteers for the most part. Yeah, and yeah. I think it gives it a lovely, a lovely vibe. Um, and it's... It tends to be people who are working locally, doing their own thing, you know, doing their thing for yeah. the fringe, which is great. So in uh, I think about Easter time, I was involved in an arts project um, in the arts office in Kilkenny yep. called the Her Story Project. And it was really interesting. The idea was to promote women in history of Kilkenny. And I ended up in the group for the ladies of Clan Gochlin, And it was such a fantastic story. I couldn't resist doing something with it. Saying that there was so much else in that project. Um, I discovered that three of my grand-aunts um, marched on, on Lawn Amon and they had signed the um, the register that was, that's, yeah. you can see it in, in, in uh, Roth House. So that was really exciting. And my father came along to the project as well. And, and he's also in the play on Monday the 12th. <laughs> so everybody got roped in. Um, and one of the women, Anne Lannan, from the other group um, is also um, reading for us on Monday the 12th. So it's really exciting, really looking forward to it. It's a fantastic story. So so what what kind of things went went into the making of the story? I mean, how, how did her story work uh, in order to for you to create something like this? So in her story, we had to research um, some element of um, a history of uh, women in history in Kilkenny and um, I read about the ladies of Clan Gochlin, Eleanor Butler and Sarah Ponsonby um, and the scandal at the time in the 1700s when they eloped um, but I looked a bit deeper into it and there's a lot more to the yeah. story than just that 
Um, they had there was the story here in Ireland and then there's a whole story in England, too, when they they went off to Wales and um, out of that, I, I read up on it afterwards. We had done a presentation. There was a ballad written about it um, at the time for the presentation. And um, yeah, it just grew from there. We thought we might put it on for the fringe. Nice. OK, so uh, ladies of Clangochlan. Uh, Clangochlan. Clangochlan. Is this is is it Welsh? Is it Welsh by name? It's Welsh by name. Okay, that, so that when they left it. Kilkenny, <laughs> they went off by ship to Waterford and they had intended to go to England. But they fell in love with Clangochlan, a small little village in Wales. And funny enough, my father had been to Clangochlan. This is, you know, a few years ago and told me that in all of the shops there, there's kind of trinkets of the ladies of Clangochlan no and little way. statues and souvenirs. Yeah. And it's a story <laughs> that I had never heard of before in Kilkenny. I know it's become popular now, but um, I hadn't heard of it. So I was amazed that yeah, these yeah. two women were thought so well of in this small little village. But all of a sudden Wales. you get all these threads that are starting to come together. Like. Mm, that's right. So yeah. so what's what's the what's the story with the two with the two women, with, with Eleanor and, and Sarah? So when Eleanor was... Um, in her 20s, she came, She had been in college or in, in school in France and she came back to Ireland for her brother John Butler's uh, wedding and she stayed on. Her parents thought they'd make a good match for her, which she um, rejected all her suitors. And at the same time, Sarah Ponsonby um, landed in Woodstock, in Woodstock House in Inishtig. Um She was 13 at the time and she had been orphaned recently. And she was sent into Miss Park School in Kilkenny to be educated. And Lady Betty Fines, who was her foster mother, I suppose, um, asked Eleanor Butler to keep an eye on her. And uh, she did. And they met. So when they met, uh, I think Sarah was 13 and Eleanor was 29. Mm. Now, they knew each other for a long time, uh, um, you know, before they ran away together. So um, Sarah went to school in Miss Parks until she was 18 and she left and continued to live in Woodstock. And the story unfolded okay. from there. So, so what do, what direction does the does the story take then when when it comes to the hole in the wall? What are people going to see? Um, in the hole in the wall, so it'll be a voice play. Um, there will also be a vocalist, lovely vocalist Katie Jack. She's um, studying music in Cork, and there'll be some of the Moore's melodies um, sung because Thomas Moore used to write the yeah. the ladies of Clangochlan, so it was nice to be able to use uh, some of his music. Um, the story will uh, have two parts, I suppose. There's the Kilkenny side of it and then there's the side in Wales. And I read a lot of the journals and letters that they had mm. written. And my hope is that people will hear the sound of the voices of the women themselves through the journals and letters um, in the in the second part of the play, which is um, set in Wales. Nice. OK. So uh, when you say it's uh, voice plays, uh, people people mic'd up, is it, what, what's the delivery like? No, we will project. Hey. <laughs> we don't bother, we'll hear it. Do it the right way. <laughs> and funny enough, John Butler used to drink in the Hole in the you Wall. You saying, yeah. And the proprietor of the Hole in the Wall at the time I was reading on the Kilkenny Archaeological Society website uh, used to work for John Butler in the castle. He was yeah. his valet and then he went on to become a proprietor in the Hole in the Wall. And there's even a little song um, that used to be sang about the Hole in the Wall, I think, um, from around that time. So looking forward to doing it in the Hole in the Wall. I think it's going to be uh, even more special. Nice, it's it's guys. You're you're starting to get all these. Um, there's there's all of these connections that seem to be coming out of the coming out of the woodwork and coming out of everywhere. Oh, it's just wonderful to be in Kilkenny doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was driving down to Kilkenny Road earlier, thinking that. 
when I used to live in, we lived in Kilkenny, I'm from Kilkenny. And when my father got a job in the Carla Lodge, he used to work in Kilkenny people. We had to move house because nobody commuted. So we had to move to Carlow from Kilkenny, yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. And we've, we've, we've had a great life in Carlow. But um, so we left all our family at the time and friends and went off 25 miles up the road to Carlow because you couldn't possibly drive to work. Um, so um, so I think it's lovely. It's really special for me to be back down in yeah. Kilkenny performing. And you, you'll just do it for the one night? We're doing it for the one night and we'll see where it goes from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figure like after all of the after all of the research and all these little nuggets that you're starting to turn up, it'd be a shame to, to kind of to, to let it snit or let it sit and not to, to grow legs. That's right. And anything to do with the castle is is just so dear to my heart because I had two grand aunts that worked in the castle. Yeah, yeah. Molly and Nora, who appear in the play. I know the timeline <laughs> is a bit off, but <laughs> I couldn't resist it. That's it, like an artistic license or, yeah, or something indeed. along those lines. So, uh, Angela, if people want to get their hands on on tickets for, for this performance, what's the story? Uh, tickets are a fiver at the door in the hole in the wall yeah, on scary. Monday night. It's on at eight o'clock, so come early, first come, first serve. Andy, and you, uh, where where do you go after this? I know this this will obviously be the the one night side of things, but you're you're keeping busy. I'm busy. Yes, I have another play on in the Abbey Lakes Arts Festival um, on the twenty fourth of August. It's a two hander called Letters in the Post. Actually, it went on here last year in. Um, uh, in the bank, hmm. funny enough. And uh, then there's another piece of work I'm involved in. Uh, my husband um, is John McKenna and he has a uh, Leonard Cohn Requiem that's on in the concert hall, ah, which is just sold out. It's fantastic. Yes. It's just sold out and uh, that's on in September on the 21st. That, that, was, was, that, that was staged before? It was staged you before, was, yeah. yes. I remember so we're, John Masterson having a, having a chat about it. Big, big Leonard Cohn fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's right. And actually, we did it in the Auris for Culture Night uh, 2017. It's been an amazing uh, run so nice. we're we're back for six nights back for like back for more well the the important one for the minute the ladies of Clangochlan uh, Monday the 12th of August the hole in the wall on High Street in Kilkenny 8 o'clock tickets are 5 bucks aka fringe dot com has all the details you'll need Angela thanks a million thanks very much uh, Ken. for taking the Pleasure. time out of the day uh, lovely chatting to you and we'll talk to you KCLR Drive with Ken Maguire so that was Angela Kyo in studio on Tuesday uh, then on Wednesday's KCLR Drive I had a chance to sit down with Brock Butler a renowned and well regarded artist uh, who is back again with the Kilkenny Art Gallery Uh, it's not just his own work he uh, tells me he counts 31 people on the walls and on the floors including his own work for this year the Kilkenny Art Gallery you cannot miss it it's the pinkest building going in Kilkenny at the moment it's located uh, on John's Bridge just next to Tynan's Bar And it's been open over a week and will continue through until the end of August. It's better we let him tell you about it. So here's what happened when I got a chance to sit down with Brock. Uh, Brock Butler, the man behind the scenes. Uh, you're the one responsible for this. How are you, by the way? How are things? I'm very well, thanks, Ken. <laughs> Good. Stuff. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm the one whose fault it is. Yeah. So do do you do you decide what goes into the the gallery? Uh, well, there's there's a, a bunch of us actually get together to organise it, but I tend to be the, the sort of public face of it. Uh, so it's developed over a number of years. We've mm. uh, there were various configurations of groups of us that got together to do little collective shows. Yeah over the last 15 years or so. And then, you know, over the, about the last four or five years, it's developed more into a kind of gallery situation where we'd have invited other artists from so. other parts of the country as well as the local artists. 
Do you find that people are kind of clambering for clambering for space and clambering for for submissions? Oh, there is always a, there's always a big demand. Yeah, uh, we generally tend to be um, it, it is uh, exclusively actually um, full time professional artists that we have. Okay, very good. So there would all be people who have, who make their living at it. Sure. Uh, so it is a very high standard. Uh, but we we would we'd always look at other work coming in, it, not for this year necessarily because it's set up. But um, we'd always be on the lookout for new artists that you know we don't have something like it already. Sure. You know, so it's do you go when you're when you're when you're on the lookout for artists? Are you thinking kind of like say you, you had last year's? Uh, I know you've you've saying you've you've been there for a good few years, but say compare last year to this year. Do you kind of go back to the same artists and see what they have that may be new? Are you are you programming or, or looking at a, a particular? A particular theme, or how does it work? Uh, no, there's no theme. It's a fairly eclectic mix of cool. styles. There's traditional, there's very contemporary, there's all sorts, and a very wide price range as well. Um, we wouldn't. It, it kind of happens organically. Usually, yeah. it's you come across somebody that you could come across somebody who's really good, but you already have somebody maybe in that style. Sure. There's not much point, you know. So it isn't that you'd be rejecting somebody because they weren't good enough, but sometimes you come across something that is not represented there already. And often it would be one artist would kind of introduce another. So there's a few new ones this year now that we haven't had before. There's a lot of a lot of the same people, um, like Ali Malero from she's based in Bennis Bridge, uh, Lawrence O'Toole who's a kind of a blow-in, but he's in Bagnestown for the last fifteen <laughs> years, so we kind of count him as local. Sound. Um, Janet Bravison, myself, my daughter Jade is in it as well. And then there's various, the newer people, then there's Heidi Wickham from Sligo, Deirdre Walsh, who's from County Mayo, Caroline Waldron from Wicklow, that she's been in before, Kate Began. Um So, yeah, there's about half local and half then invited guests from other parts of the country. So when you, when you go to the likes of Sligo or Mayo, is it is it kind of, you kind of, they know somebody who's involved or you know them or you're aware of their work? Uh, yeah, it was somebody, some, one of the other artists would have recommended them. Sure. You get in touch with them. Uh, some cases they ship their work down. Sometimes they'll travel down with it. Okay. Um, in the case of Deirdre Wallace, she has a great studio up in beautiful part of County Mayo. And I just happened to be up visiting my daughter in the yeah. Gale Tracts and it was a little spin over to her. And it's great to see artist studios, you know, because yeah. they're all so different and very different ways of working. So get in, get inside the practice. Yeah. So you're, you, I mean, you, you can't miss the gallery. It is as bright and as, <laughs> and as pink as they come. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Kind of, it'll, it'll stand out on a, on a dark night in Kilkenny. But you walk in the door. What's the story? What are people going to see? Um, well, straight in front is a collection of sculpture. We we just have um, three sculptures. Is that right? Yeah, three, including myself. Uh, I have paintings and sculpture. Uh, so the first thing you see is a very unusual um, piece made from Kilkenny Black Marble by James Horn, which is a, a diver. It's a very unusual subject for like a solid material like yeah. like black marble. Uh, he always has very unusual takes and, and things. So that's the first thing that you see as you go in. Then Annie Mollero, who is also Kilkenny, uh, she has a collection of bronzes and I have a couple of myself. And then... Basically, from floor to ceiling, we have just a variety of all sorts of paintings. 
Okay. Uh, I had a, 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 chap, a chap I know, kind of a, a, a mate maybe from, from years ago and has kind of graduated to becoming more of an acquaintance, but I remember seeing a piece about him uh, recently uh, and he's he started to invest in art and pick up stuff. He's just, he's he's bought his first house and he wants kind of local things on the wall and he wants everything on the wall. So he's he's going, okay, do you know what? This is, this is, this is for me. This is the right thing to do. I mean, do you, do you see... Uh, is is there a particular kind of person that's coming in to, to buy these pieces or their audiences? No, for no, oddly enough, um, you can never judge from somebody walking in the door. You yeah. could see, you, I mean, it doesn't matter what way they're dressed. You could have people that look like they're, you know, very wealthy and possibly are wealthy, but they're just browsing and that's, which is fine too. There's nothing, we welcome browsers because browsers can become buyers or sure, they tell sure. other people. Yeah. Um, there's yeah some people it's it's kind of I suppose it's like any um, thing once you start you know you get into the mindset mm. and some people just don't think about like that it could be there was one woman actually she just said she was with a friend who was buying a piece of art and she said it was the first time ever she just occurred to her, I could do this too like she's yeah, yeah. she does a very good job she can afford it but lots of people even though they can afford it they don't think of it yeah it's, this is not the kind of thing I do but then it becomes the thing they do and then once they start. Usually, like your friend, it's... Uh, you, you can't really it stop. Becomes, yeah. And there's a lot of people, we have a lot of people now who come in every year. And that's the thing they do every year. It's usually during the arts festival yeah, because yeah. there's so much choice around. Yeah. So they go out and buy one piece every year. And they'll usually say, you know, I'm running out of room. But then they see something they like <laughs> and you make room. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Knock a wall or stick yeah. up something temporary in the kitchen and see how it goes. So why, what about you? I mean, how's, how's, your, own, how's your own work progressing? Uh, it's oh, it's very difficult to be objective about my own. Um, yeah. It's usually only when I get it up that I, you, know, you get a bit of feedback. And it is great to be in the gallery because you get feedback on your own work as well as everything else. And sometimes people don't know that it's your work. <laughs> You're just kind of there standing in the <laughs> Which corner. Which is going. a double-edged sword. Sometimes <laughs> you, get, um, you can get all sorts of opinions. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to hear. Like People say, oh, wow, I love that. Or else, you know, the... the husband or maybe the wife with them says you know something yeah, quite not, the opposite for me like. yeah um yeah so it, it it does develop it's it's become very sculptural it's it is always an element of three-dimensional mm. aspect to it and so they've kind of become more and more so and now i do have some that are completely freestanding sculptures that are cast in bronze uh so that's a development for me and then my daughter is in the show as well i have to mention that uh She's also, she's... Um, Has she gone down the, the, the sculpture route too? No, no, she's painted totally different to mine. She's, uh, she went to art college and she was kind of painting part-time, as a lot of people do. It's very hard yeah. to come out of art college and go straight into, you know, trying to make a living. But about two, three years ago, she just decided full-time and, you know, go for both. And her technique just improved amazingly because she's very disciplined and she's, it's a job. You know, she sure. starts at nine o'clock in the morning, works through the day, takes it very seriously. And um, last year she got into the RHA, which is like one of the biggest kind of thing for Irish artists. And the RUA, the Royal Ulster Academy and the Scottish, they're all the equivalents of the sure. RHA. So that was a great boost. And uh, so she's just gone from strength to strength. Sound? And... Uh, yeah. Beyond uh, beyond the the fringe, then uh, have you kind of showings planned or, or exhibitions planned? Have you have you a program for yourself for the year? Uh, for myself, I I 
don't have a definite program. I have a few things that I've planned. I generally tend to get a few commissions, mm. usually from the arts festival or just from various areas. So it very much depends on the scale of those. So sometimes I would have an exhibition planned, but then you have to postpone it because you know you have to work on the things sure, that you yeah, know are yeah, making yeah. the money so <laughs> that's what counts that's, that's what counts that's it yeah uh, so uh, what's the story people uh, on the on the art sales side of things people come in and they like what they see and they can they can pick it up and walk home with it oh, or, yeah. they, or yeah. it has to stay for the duration oh no no it doesn't have to stay at all uh, there's kind of two different things if, if they're from out of town generally they just take it with them sure uh, local people often especially for the arts festival you know they quite like to have it still on show yeah. so it goes on the wall with a red dot and sometimes they bring their friends to see it that's mine yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. And, and of course as soon as the red dot goes on anything then everybody else wants it as well you know it's, that's the way it is it's contagious and the red dots can be contagious too so well that's uh, alright more yeah. more we see even so either it depends if you want to take it home straight away we have um, it just means rearranging the walls a bit and uh, and then I uh, brought to before we let you go the the opening hours for people who are looking to go are you open around the clock or uh, at the moment we're open from 10.30 until 6 and we're open 7 days a week so um, during the arts festival then we often stay open later in the evening cool okay uh, there's a few people have the habit of wandering in with a bottle of wine at half six, <laughs> six seven o'clock so you could be the still days. there but uh, yeah and yeah. It's a, lot, a lot of people obviously walking around town late in the evening yeah. it's it's uh, pleasant enough Same. it's also a nice place to be in because you're watching people go by and, and looking out across at the river court and the river and so on so good stuff well it's akafringe.com has details on uh, the current show at the Kilkenny Art Gallery there's a how many did we say there, there uh, was I counted this morning 31 31 artists on yeah. show including yourself including including me including yourself and the, and the daughter and the rest of it as well 31 artists to feast your eyes on uh, akafringe.com for those details but uh, I know you've got your, your own website if people are curious about your work uh, my own is uh, brockbutlerart.com Excellent. Well, Brock Butler, thanks a million for taking Great. the time out of your afternoon. We'll let you Thank back you to the can. gallery and we'll see you over the festival. Great. Thanks a lot. So they're just two people that are involved in this year's AKA Fringe. AKAfringe.com uh, has all the details. Like I said, it's running the 8th to the 18th uh, of August. There's a wealth of visual art and theatre and film, uh, poetry, spoken word. There's workshops, there's family events uh, and so much more. It's a volunteer-led uh, and volunteer-driven festival. Um, on the music side of things, TV Jones and the Tomahawks Fenley is having their summer sessions. There's uh, James McDonald doing classical guitar. Uh, a wild meadow of song the Mark Bolton band is a showcase for Kilkenny Youth Arts Jerry Quigley and the Dirty Blues Band uh, Girls Talk on the poetry and spoken word side of things uh, insecure and dangerous comedy all the way from Belgium uh, guns and sharp swords in the hands of young children there's so much to talk about there's workshops uh, with Trasna uh, which is focusing on and uh, introducing uh, playwrights and facilitating playwrights Rights uh, with each other, uh, kind of you know, struggling to find work or struggling to find readers for your work. Uh, the Trasna gathering in the Home Rule Club on the seventeenth of August might be one to look at. Uh, but there is a whole full program. There's over 70, 80 maybe even a hundred events in there at this stage. But akafringe.com will give you all the details and all the information you need to know. If you want to catch things live, join me on air weekdays from three o'clock on KCLR Drive or get on touch uh, book yourself in on the show let's talk you can email ken at kclr96fm.com 
Until next time, good luck. KCLR Drive with Ken Maguire.